Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. In the pole position in Indy. The pole's position. It's time for pole's position. So the number one pick, by the way, for the Bears is secured. The Chicago Bears are on the clock. What will Ryan Poles do with the number one pick? I got a lot of confidence in our ability to see talent on the field. The human being, we got to figure out. We're counting down the days to the NFL draft. How about the number one pick with the Bears? Caleb Williams, the one thing that is clear, he is not special. Well, I'm a friend of Caleb's. I feel like he's a, a young version of Patrick Mahomes. Not sure yet. Not sure. Maybe not working out. I don't know what's going on with the Bears. It don't matter. No matter who they take, because Justin Fields, he'll probably leave and go win a Super Bowl somewhere. So if you go to the Bears organization, you're You're doomed. With the first pick, the Chicago Bears select. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score. Every day at this time, we try to get inside the mind of Ryan Poles. He let us in yesterday by speaking, which was really nice of him. Uh, But we are going to do drafts and trades and picks and positions and free agents and hypotheticals. And today, we have decided to talk about edge rusher in the draft to pair with Montez Sweat. It's pretty obvious that they need somebody on the other side, Demarcus Walker, um, Raheem Green, right? Dominique Robinson. These are not answers for a real big boy NFL defense at edge rusher. And today is the day that edge rushers are speaking at the combine. Mark Rody will have we'll have some of it here, but Mark Rody's going to have a ton of it uh, coming up in his five o'clock Bears report. We'll also play categories at three forty. We got a lot more to do today. Late, uh, yesterday, when we talked to Matt Eberflus, the real one, not Honest Matt, but real Matt Eberflus, was, yes. was on this show. We asked him about uh, Javon Dexter, the three technique, and he talked about the entirety of the defensive line. You know, you're always looking to add pieces in the defensive line, so you know it's ever changing and ever evolving. So, you know, I've always said you can never have enough uh, defensive linemen. And and I'll, and I'll go to the grave saying that. It's a weird thing to go to your grave saying. I gotta say, <laughs> Matt Eberflus on his deathbed. I just needed a rotational edge rusher who could set the edge. And and I'll, and I'll go to the grave saying that. I mean, of all the things you could say, I what just a needed thing to someone say. to shoot the a gap. I needed one more <laughs> lineman. Just and and I'll, and I'll go to the grave saying that. <laughs> oh boy, but you know. It's an interesting class, isn't it? There's no top five guys. There's no, like, Bosa or Miles Garrett, like, this is a generational defensive end for Will this Anderson game. from last year. No. Yeah, and I think part of that is some of the exceptional talent at the other positions, es- especially quarterback. You know, there, there's 
There's really good quarterback prospects, really good receiver prospects, and really good left tackle prospects. Those are important so, positions. So also premium positions. But yes, there there is not there is not a Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney esque prospect in this draft for sure. You do look though and see like most um, mocks or like the PFF rankings had like four, maybe five first rounders yep. as as edge rushers. I saw that the PFF top two hundred has ten edge rushers. So that's like the first three rounds. Uh, you might see as many as 10. And I find myself wanting a specific style and, and skill set. So, I mean, we can get to it. It, it emerges as, as we go here okay. in the conversation. So who do you like? I, Who's the well, best? Let me, let me just say this. Like, I, I don't think I like any of them enough to be thrilled with them at nine. So I want I wanted to just start there, and can I can I also get one more thing off from that I meant to do earlier in the show, and we I'll do it more later as well. But just like I think there's a chance that they don't end up at nine, that and everyone's like trade down from nine, trade down from nine, trade down from nine. What if they trade with Atlanta for Fields, and part of the trade is swapping nine and eight, so he actually moves up a spot. Because we know that they need a receiver. We'll get to more of that later. I know that's a different position, but I'm just I'm just not convinced that the Bears are going to be picking at nine with the second pick of the first round. All right, first, that's an interesting thought. Yeah, we'll do more on it later. Because I've seen a lot of mocks where that third re- receiver, whether it's Neighbors or a Dunze, goes eight. Correct. And you're sitting there at nine, going, "Damn it, we just missed our guy." And then I'd think that they would trade down, which could enable them to take one of these guys, one of these guys, and maybe still a receiver, like if they could get. You know, Uh, Keon Coleman. I love Keon Coleman. Yeah. You know, but whatever. But like, so yeah, they might not be at nine either to move up, which we should talk about later, or to move down. Okay. So I will say this. Dallas Turner, when I was watching, and again, I'm not watching full games for for this. I, I fully admit it. But when I was watching videos last night and this morning, I think the single most impressive individual play that I saw was from Dallas Turner. And it struck me as the type of play that when he gets drafted, a GM would get in front of the local media and say, go see this play. So what does he do? Is he showing bend and getting around the outside? Is he showing power? What's he showing? Motor. It's not he beat a first-round pick tackle for a sack. It's not a crazy pass rush move. It's not hand technique. It's a play against Texas. They are on the left hash mark. The ball's on the left hash mark. He is lined up over the right tackle. They run a screen pass to the left. So they run a screen pass to the short side of the field away from him. And 20 to 25 yards down the field on the left sideline. And he was lining up over the right tackle. So he's, per, he's come across half the field and 20, 25 yards down the field. He makes the tackle and forces a fumble. It's just, it's the type of play where, because he, he sprints up the field on the pass uh-huh, rush. Uh-huh. And then it's a screen. So it's like, oh, crap. And so now he's 30 yards away. Keeps per, going. Pursuing the ball carrier. The heart, the ethic. The, the heart, the, the work ethic, all of it. Got it. And it's. I think he's going to be the fastest edge rusher at the combine. He's 6'4", 250. Yeah. Um, he just he, he strikes me as a guy that won't bust. Well, it's interesting because I think that he's going to end up being the first edge rusher in this draft. 
but I don't think he's the most polished, complete edge rusher in this draft. I think Layatu Latu is the most polished edge rusher, the kid from UCLA, but he was forced to medically retire from the University of Washington because of neck injuries. He missed two full seasons with neck injuries. Yeah, one of them was the COVID season, right? Right. Because he's he's, he's played two seasons at UCLA since. He had to medically retire and then got passed by the UCLA doctors to play there. He transferred from Washington right to UCLA. But he's the most polished and complete guy in the class. He's got great hands. He's got like a chop move. That's his go-to. He's got decent bend. Um, uh, your guy Dallas Turner has better bend and athleticism on the outside to get around that outside shoulder for the tackle. But Latu has the motor, has athleticism. He's got speed and closing speed and all that. But I think I think people are going to be a little freaked out by the by the next stuff and Dallas Turner's athleticism might uh, elevate him. So Latu said that he's not getting a ton of it. The combine, and again, we'll hear more from Grody at, at five. A ton on, of the injury on, on pushback. Him. Yeah, and and listen, obviously, I don't know, but he he had spinal fusion surgery. Like I I know something about that. And Peyton Manning had it. Daniil Hunter had it. He went to the same surgeon that did theirs, and he's played two full college football seasons mm-hmm. since he was forced to medically retire. How'd you feel? And, Would you feel good about had, a clean bill of health? He had 10 and a half sacks in 2022 and 13 sacks last year and led all of college football in tackles for a loss last year. So if he's played two full seasons since he's had the surgery, uh-huh. I guess I don't know why it would be. I, I, I know why it would make him not a top five pick. But if the production is there and he's played two full seasons, it's it's not like he's coming off of it. You know, it's not it's not like we it's not like he he missed his junior year and he's entering the draft with it being a question mark on if it can hold up. He's completed two seasons since he had the neck surgery. So I I think he's gonna get a clean bill of health and I think he's gonna be drafted in the between ten and twenty okay. in the in the first round of the draft. There's some mocks that have him going to the Bears at nine. Yeah. There, there are some mocks that have Dallas Turner going to the Bears at nine. Um, you know, Dallas Turner doesn't have a lot of moves yet, uh, supposedly. He's got that speed, he's got that bend, and the power he counters with um when you're expecting him to use the speed and the bend. But it, you you don't you don't want to you don't want an edge at nine. You wouldn't feel good about I, that. I, I think that they all seem to have a flaw, which makes them not the top five prospect. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just, I think that what would happen for them if they got to nine, it would have to be that neighbors Adunze and uh, obviously Marvin Harrison are all off the board. They're totally locked in at Braxton Jones yeah. at left tackle, so they're not interested in tackle. They're worried about Brock Bowers' health. You know what I mean? Like, they don't think Brock Bowers is right there, and no one's willing to trade up. You know, I, so I just think that there's a, a a lot of things that would have to happen for them to actually take an edge at nine. All Tra- those uh, variables is why we do polls position every day at at, at three. Trade uh, trade down and take one of these guys. Sure, I think I think that's very very in play. But but stay at nine, take an edge rusher. Uh, I think that they would be disappointed by the outcome. The third guy who gets talked about as maybe the best edge rusher in this draft is Jared Verse from Florida State. It was a really interesting story. He went to Albany, and then he transferred to Florida State. Um, He's a fifth-year senior. He could have come out last year, decided to stay again. Yeah. 
And he's 6'4", he's 251, he is an adult, you know, and he's super powerful and long. Did you hear this? He thinks he ought to be the top pick in the entire draft. I think I'm a great player. I think that's ultimately for the teams to decide. I think I'm a great player. I think I've, you know, I've exemplified everything. I've showed everything I've had on the field. But like I said, I think the best player should be picked for is like, I definitely think I should, you know, be considered. But at the end of the day, it's whatever the team needs. So I think he's a guy who's got like a high floor, but not a dream ceiling. You know, he's not a speed guy. And I, if I'm, if I'm going for edge rusher high in the draft, I want somebody who might end up being my Micah Parsons or my Von Miller. I want an absolute game wrecker if I'm doing it that high. Yeah, I... Or at least that ceiling so possibility. When I, so when I was watching videos and clips of him and searching his name on Twitter and just, you know, again, not doing full video breakdowns for 30 minutes on each guy, but 10 minutes on each guy. I'm not I'm, either, by the way. But, no, but I'm just saying, I, I, I spent 40 minutes on this, you know what I mean, last night and today. So not... He had two plays... That were he had one against Louisville and one against Florida, where like the power football mm-hmm. in you, mm-hmm. you just what where the quarterback's left tackle sacked him. Like he just I saw he, that he play. Just, he just bull rushes the yes. tackle and pushes it back into the quarterback's lap. Yeah, and I mean did it did it against Louisville? Did it against Florida that that I saw? And it's like he doesn't even touch the quarterback. Because in college, you don't even need to. You know, it's just like your knee's down, you're down. Right, he uses the offensive lineman to sack the quarterback. It's crazy. It strikes me as difficult to do in the NFL. I, Yeah, but I mean, the bull rush is a thing. Yeah, for in, sure. In, in, in the NFL. But, you, but it's really only a thing if they if they respect your speed rush. Uh, sure, you, ha- you obviously have to have more. But yes, and he, to your point, 22-year-old guy, I don't know if the left tackle on Florida was a ni- was nineteen. You know right, what I mean? Exactly. I, I didn't do that extra level that Ryan Poles would be doing and, and all of that. But he does have wow power, you know. And there and there are guys like it'll be interesting to see when they when he does his workout. Yeah, like does he win? Does he have the bi- the biggest squat? Well, does he have the high the most reps right. on, on the bench press? Like is is he? 20%, 10% stronger than the second guy in the class. This is where we get to the profile thing for me. Because if you're Eberflus, do you want a defensive end who can rush the passer, but he can also set the edge? He also can defend the run by holding his own. Because Jared, Jared Verse will be able to. Jared Verse will be able to do that. He controls the matchup, is the way I saw it described in a couple different places, that he... He, he wins that matchup and controls it, whether he's getting by a guy or not. So, and this is where I admit what I want. And I referenced Micah Parsons. I referenced Von Miller. I dream of, on the opposite side of Montez Sweat, a super fast and athletic special guy. You know? Because Montez is the full package as a D-end. I want a guy. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, he knows it. He knows it. Mm-hmm. I want a guy on the other side who scares the hell out of uh, out of um, offensive coordinators and tackles to the point that maybe they think about getting extra help out there because this guy just can beat you around the edge every time. So he scares you. So that's why I find myself intrigued by guys a little further down the list. One guy further down the list, as opposed to Jared Verse. Give me Chop Robinson, man. Give me if you trade down. And go to Penn State and give me Chop Robinson, probably the best athlete at the position in this draft. Just first step, explosiveness, outside shoulder threat every single time. Needs to be taught some hand usage, needs to be taught some technique. But man, he has that burst that can beat anybody 
off the edge. And I am intrigued by that as a fit for this defense. Four sacks last year. Not as much production as he'd like. I'm just saying, not, that, that was the thing. And he's, he's a little shorter than some of these guys. I know. So I think there's going to be some questions on exactly the type of system and can he set the edge. I know. So, I, so just so – He, he then, probably can't. He, well, so I'm just saying he, he's not nine. It's, no, 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 it, no. It, it, and I know you said trade down, uh, but it, it is a that, – that is a – and so I guess, I again, I'd be – if they traded down far enough where I think he might be – 15, 17, and they sure. pick up a second-round pick too – Something like that. And but would you rather have him or Keon Coleman, the or, wide receiver, or, or, or Powers Johnson, the center, or the best center? Mm-hmm. To you know, I I just who has nobody less premium position, sure, but virtual certainty that he's going to be a good pro. What am I getting for Fields? Like what? What else? What else am I getting? You're getting Atlanta's second round pick. You're which is I think fifty two. Mm-hmm. It's either forty two or fifty two. Uh, I think 52. Well, uh, th- this is when it becomes, well, maybe I love the wide receiver um, out of Texas. It's Adonai Mitchell, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So maybe I love that guy and I can get him in the second round and feel great about adding that as my second wide receiver at a deep position. And I don't have to worry about that in round one as I trade down. The other thing about edge rushers. Or, or are you like the center with Zach? Who's your guy? Who met Frazier me? from West Virginia. Oh, Zach Frazier. I keep seeing tape on him and he's popping. So he's maybe, very impressive. Maybe you like that guy in the second round and you can get your edge rusher here. We're still getting more. When I was covering NFL locker rooms every every week uh, in, in Kansas City. Um, a guy that I was not friendly with, but, but close with was Tom Bahali. You remember him? Great, yes, great, absolutely. Great edge rusher, went to Penn State, real smart, cerebral dude. And I was there when the, the Chiefs selected Justin Houston. And I remember talking to him about it because one day after practice in training camp, they were the last two guys off the field. And Tom Bahali got really into... Uh, martial arts into like jujitsu and he was talking about how it helped him with his hands as he was like losing a step with his athleticism he had to get smarter as an edge rusher and he you know hand techniques to be sure that the the NFL freaking nature left tackles wow interesting that, that had long arms would keep their hands off of him and he was showing Justin Houston as a rookie, those moves. He's like the things that I learned seven years into my career hey, eight, I wanted to teach it to Justin Houston. So some of these guys, it's kind of like NBA players that like when you're drafting they, raw. Yeah, and they come in, they don't have a jump shot because they're better athlete than everybody that they've ever played against. So they, so they can always get to the hole. So when people say like he's not a refined pass rusher, he doesn't have a counter move. Don't he let that freak you out. It shouldn't. So that, I, it's I, true I, of Dallas Turner too, by what, the way. That's why he I doesn't have him, a ton of moves. That's why I named him first. Like I I for edge rusher. I tend to go, and this is why we don't have all the data on this yet. Mm-hmm. Give me the best athlete. That's that's my guy, Chop Robinson. That's why I'm smitten. Uh, this is from today. Tanny grabbed it. This is Chop Robinson describing himself as a player. I'm definitely relentless. I try to be consistent with my hands, stay with low pad level, keep my hands inside their chest so no man can move me back. What they're getting out of me is a great guy who shows up every single day gets everything they got and trying to get better no, no matter how what's going on. If I feel like I'm doing good, I'm always trying to find a way to get better. So, look, man, I, I, I don't know. Like, you do this research and you fall for guys, right? I found myself sure. falling for chop. Yeah, and so the, the, the clip that I I'll, – I'll send it to you during the break. The clip that I saw against Texas for, for Turner showed the motor. He, was, he had 10 sacks. He had 46 pressures, playing with better players. 
at, at Alabama for sure. But he mm-hmm. also had a monster freshman season, took a little bit of a step back last year in Will Anderson's huge year, then had a monster junior season. So crazy productive college player in the SEC, biggest level of college football, great motor, and also a very, very good athlete, very fast player. Interesting. So, so I, 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 I see – that what you're talking about, I also think that there is something there in Dallas Turner. I, you know, it's interesting. A texture makes an interesting point because I love the interconnectedness of like having the skills. We're talking about how a def- a really good defensive end, you got to have the speed to make the bull rush work. We made the point to Eberflus yesterday, and he liked it about how Mahomes was able to run towards the end of the Super Bowl because you fear the surgeon in him just picking you apart. So they didn't spy him. Right. There's no spy, that kind of thing. And then he just runs because he's smart like that. Texter says, with Chop Robinson, Ben Johnson and the Lions are going to run it on third and five because they're afraid of sweat and then the speed rusher on the other side and that maybe they make a choice. And, of course, maybe not that directly, but the idea is that Opposing offensive coordinators will fear the pass rush more with a relentless speed guy rusher on that edge, and it might affect their play calling. I love that part of the psychology of football. I do, too. I will just say I, it's a, this is a very valuable exercise, and it's a premium position. I will just be floored, and maybe you say, hey, Danny, this is your, this is your bias. I'll be floored if that asset isn't offense. Like, we're going to do it. We're going to talk three technique. We're going to, you know what I mean? But Depends I, if they trade down and get multiple assets. Get I know. Multiple ways I know, to do but, it. But, but still, they, they need more help on offense than defense. Uh-huh. On some level, they're selling Caleb at, at the top of the draft. And so they just, they, they need more premium ass, assets on offense. They've given Matt Eberflus a lot. They've given him a expensive middle linebacker. They've given him an expensive edge rusher. They're They've about given to give him, him an, an expensive a, cornerback. An expensive corner. Giving him a, lo- a big money middle linebacker. That's what I'm saying. Top, top 50 picks at safety and corner and three technique. You know, mm-hmm. so they, they've given him a lot on that defense. I think they need to balance out some resources on the on the on the offensive side of the ball. So I, I don't think any of these edge rushing prospects are good enough that it'll be there. If it goes offense with the top eight picks and there's not a trade-up candidate for a quarterback, that scenario where they get to take their top defensive player on the board, maybe. But outside of that, I would just be personally very surprised. As I went deeper, I didn't find a potential second-round edge rusher that I fell in love with. Maybe from Alabama, Chris Braswell, who's got speed and strength but hasn't produced monster numbers. It's kind of like chop. You yeah, know? I was going to say, let's see how Chop measures out, man. Like he, Chop the, might be short enough that he ends yeah, up in the second. Yeah, there might not be enough production, and he might be short enough that he could he could fall. God, I could see, I'd, I'd I could see him falling. I'd love that if that if that second pick in the first is a wideout or is Bowers or is a yeah. tackle if they decided to, and then Chop or or somebody that they love at, a, at an edge is there in round two for a, a, a fields pick they get back. All right. Well, we had some interesting baseball happenings today as it relates to the Cubs. We got stadium news to still get to. We will play categories in a little bit. A Bears report. It's a busy show. Parkers and Spiegel on the score. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.